0: Hello, everybody, and a pleasant good afternoon, evening, or wherever you are all around the world. I'm Ben Charles, and we have a, um, a make-up, a little bit of a wrestling logic extra. I will be reviewing Raw SmackDown from last week. I We have already done Extreme Rules with Cabo, Roussucka, and his dad, which, which we do appreciate. Now, um, Josh was originally supposed to be on that review, but he had a terrible day uh, yesterday, so he decided, you know what? Yeah, it's not worth it. But anyway, Josh, we decided to make up for you. We're gonna do Raw Smackdown, and it is a pleasure to have you here on this edition of Wrestling Logic Extra. Cool.
1: Uh, I was under the assumption that we were doing the Extreme Rules here because Chaba wasn't available for the for this weekend.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. Man. We didn't mean to leave you off the show, Josh, necessarily, but I mean, it was just one of those things where be. you had a, You had a rough day. We didn't want to we we didn't want to make it worse, so we kind of like, you know what? Yeah, we might you might as well make up for it. It's it's only fair. I'm, besides, I'm doing this out of the kindness of my heart, anyway.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sure you
0: are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I th- no, we are, we are. Um, alright, we're doing Raw and SmackDown, we're gonna get right into it. Uh, Monday Night Raw, last week. Alright, um, Raw last week was a very interesting show, as a matter of fact. Um, I need to figure out what the hell just happened on Raw, because...
1: What, well, I? Last time I, don't I remember. I have any idea.
0: <laughs> oh, no, you're fine on that. Um... So I need to figure out what happened on Raw, because I do remember the US title match that Cabo did mention on Extreme Rule, about on the Extreme Rules review, but I never went through the match move for move. Or maybe I didn't I probably didn't see the match. But anyway, Raw <laughs> Uh, give me a second. Let me pull this up. Let me pull up my let me pull up Raw from last week. This is Raw October the ninth. 2022. By the way, I'm let me pull this goddamn thing up. Oh, here we go. All right, the Bloodline was out for a promo. All right, so the Bloodline was out for a promo. Um, so the blo- so the Roman Reigns did his usual stuff. I don't know where the hell they would I don't know where the hell they worked in that, uh, on Raw, but Roman Reigns said. Acknowledge me. Yes. Acknowledge him. Yes. Listen, Roman, we acknowledge you every fucking week. Give me a fucking break with this goddamn bullshit, please. We know you're on TV. Stop. (laughs) It's not working. Anyway, um, Roman, um, did a, you know, typical heel promo. He pretty much went back and forth with the crowd. Um, the Usos had a moment where um, they were in a lot of shit. And then uh, Sami Zayn came out. Well, no, Sami Zayn started to talk. So Sami Zayn had the entire thing where he... He got cheered, by the way, Sami Zayn, a lot in this segment. So Sami Zayn and Matt Riddle. And Matt Riddle came out after, he says, um, he wanted to face Roman, but instead... Uh, Matt Riddle is not facing Roman or the Usos anytime soon. So instead, Sami Zayn faces him. So the match is made for the main event tonight. Matt Riddle versus Sami Zayn in the main event. Two NXT guys, I'm all for Our first match, this was a highly anticipated match. Um, Johnny Gargano versus In Theory, first match on the show. Um, this is stemming from Austin Theory being Mr. Money in the Bank and um. Austin awesome Theory bragging it to Johnny Gargano every other fucking week. So, Johnny Gargano decided to do something about it and have his raw return match here tonight. So, um, both men traded strikes. Um, this was actually a very short match, if I'm not mistaken. This match went nine minutes. I thought this match was going to go longer, but I was like, you know what? I think they're giving time to the main event. So, I see why this went nine minutes, but. Um, this was a good match for what it was. Um, I had no complaints with this match. Uh, I don't know, Josh, I don't know if Josh saw the highlights of it, but, um, Johnny Gargano did the, um, he did the, um, traditional stuff, the big-time super kicks, the, um, incredible, um, other moves that he does, like, let's say, like, a German suplex of some kind. Theory tried to fire back. Um, With some heel tactics, poking him in the eyes and stuff. So, all you need to know is that Johnny Gargano had the um, Gargano escape on Austin Theory. Austin Theory loses again. Yes, Austin Theory lost for the 1,498th time in a fucking row. (laughs) Mr. Money in the Bank, and he keeps fucking losing every fucking match. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, I'll give wrestling six for this match, and logic I'll give it a five. This was fine though, but this match should have not went nine minutes because they've been building towards this. Josh and Josh is smiling because he knows what I'm talking about, but this match should have been longer in my opinion. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Any thoughts, Josh? Uh, uh,
1: do I have to? <laughs>
0: Uh no, um I mean listen. Uh <laughs>
1: time. uh Uh well, well I'm more focused on trying to get this flipping camera in the right position than I am about this fucking e- episode of all. <laughs> but no, um <laughs> uh, Yeah, so Johnny came back a a few weeks ago and probably about a month ago. That seems right. And yeah, I mean, he hadn't really done much of anything um, uh, before this match. Uh, well, as far as right. I'm concerned, anyway, you know. Um mm-hmm. So yeah, they have this nine-minute match, as you said. Um, Johnny wins, and that's that. I,
0: I uh, w- this should have been twelve minutes, in my opinion. Well, actually, they, they were built they've, they've been building. They've been building. They've been building towards this match for months. Yeah, and months, like months in advance.
1: Go ahead, Josh. Sure. Uh, well, they haven't really done much um, to build anticipation for this match per se. Uh, this is quite a forgettable match. Like, if you blink, well, you're you're gonna miss it. You know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, for the build up, um, they had that one promo in the ring like Johnny came back um right. I, 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 you know uh theory was like oh I've already done everything that you've wanted to do your entire career but I've done it in like less than a year Yeah. that
0: then- was because you was a pet project theory because you were sucking Vince McMahon's um no I can't say it but still come on let's get let's be real here <laughs> and
1: where's Vince now <laughs>
0: excuse me Bruce Richard <coughs> yeah, um,
1: <well>. but yeah <coughs> but look, my look my point is is that this match felt very un- unnecessary um, um because of the way that it's been very lackluster in its build up to it like why was I supposed to care oh just because they came from nXt and they had like one promo like a month ago now i'm supposed to care about a match that they haven't really built, built to since a month later like they've had like th- they've had like one promo actually you no know, i think i think they had like a exclusive youtube video thing um when they were in the empty arena on the stairs like so, yeah. you know s- something about being better than you, because he's already done everything, you know? Uh, We get it. Yeah. (laughs) This didn't feel like a match I had to tune in to see. Uh, This didn't feel like... This felt inconsequential to what was actually going on. Like, if this happened on NXT, like this would have been built properly. This would have had a match that would have been a decent wow. or if not a good quality to it that you would want to re-watch immediately afterwards you know right. um but this is like <clears throat> okay it's happened whatever I'm, I'm just gonna move on like like in fact i i haven't even seen this match at at all and i'm already like oh yeah i, I don't think i have a, I i don't think i'm ever gonna find this episode of war on the WWE, W network, I'm I'm gonna scroll down t- t- to this match and watch it. No, no, I'm just gonna move on. Like I like this. This will be a match I I I will never see. Whatever, moving on. Like that is sad, yeah. isn't it? Like like yeah. Like I I I thought the return promo by by Gargano was decent, but it didn't yeah. really feel like. It was, uh, I, it it just felt like lost in the shuffle, um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just it wasn't as good as it could have been, um, and, and it's weird too because Gargano is like Triple H's like top guy from when he was um in NXT, and on Raw, and on Raw he just feels like. The bottom of of the barrel, you know. It's like it's not mm-hmm. even the same character.
0: That's a good point. Which you only is... been on Raw for like a month and a half. Good point. And, have a good point.
1: And and outside of that one promo and and I think that tag team match with yep. Drew McIntyre on on SmackDown, I I think right. Like what has he done to actually it. build this match against Theory? also, why why did he win? Like, if Theory's whole point is about him being better than Gargano after only being there for a year, then he should have got the win. Like, sure, he might have needed to cheat to win, whatever. But still, he should have won because this should should have eventually built up to a pay-per-view where Gargano would have eventually got the big hero win, right? So, So I feel like they shouldn't even wrestle again because Gargano's already been... Got me, uh, yeah yeah it, 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 uh, Triple H is very up, is is very up up and down, you know. It, it,
0: well, um, well, speaking of um, pardon me um, up and down um, okay. <laughs> no pause. um, we had a DX twenty fifth anniversary thing, so yes. they had this yes. scattered. yeah, they had this scattered throughout the entire show. Uh, we'll. They had a segment where um I believe Sean X Pac and I believe Road Dog Jesse pardon me. Oh, you didn't know Road Dog Jesse James. Um they had a backstage segment. Um I believe the Miz was backstage with them and the Miz was saying, You guys have had your time and there's a legit a serial killer after me and no one is doing anything about it. First of all, Miz. <laughs> first of all miss give me a fucking break second of all we don't even know why dexter loomis is even attacking you far as i'm concerned how long has this been going on three months now um still no explanation Mm. i mean let's be real i mean miss why the fuck do we care like like we don't care about you you're already get off my tv material you're already talking about fucking your own genitals on live national television, and you expect us to fucking care. No, we don't care. This dude had a... <laughs> Josh reminding us of how small his thing is, but it, this man literally three weeks ago came out with a some kind of necklace, right? And he had like like big um, solid steel, and they were like Crafted in a ball, and they were like oh. two separate balls. Yeah, yeah. That fucking segment. That was terrible. What the fuck was that shit? The Miz looked like a fucking geek. Wasn't? Why is he talking about his genitals every week? We don't care. We don't care. Seriously, we don't.
1: Well, clearly, what he the cares. fuck. But wasn't <laughs> wasn't Maurice the one who was holding the um? The oh yeah.
0: Ball back well, listen, and... she can. Could... Well listen, she can hold well okay. listen, she can hold them, but in pub, but in private, pardon me. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but hold them in private, honey, please. Get off television. Moving on. Rim Stereo versus Chad Gable.
1: Oh, 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 oh. Yeah.
0: That was our next match. Um Rim Stereo and Chad Gable had a decent match. Um Rim Stereo, as a part of uh, he's still feuding with his son, but now he's we're gonna eating? and when we get to the match. And, uh he's not feuding with his son. He just doesn't want anything to do with his son since his son actually attacked him after this match. Uh that's all he needs to know. Rem Stereo won though. The match went eight minutes. Um Chad Gable lost once again for the third week in a row. Chad Gable lost. And um Remasterio got the win, no surprise. And uh, Otis tried to get involved at one point, but Stereo too quick for his ass. His big fat ass. So uh Remasterio, is uh no longer dealing with his son. We're gonna to get to the SmackDown review, and we'll tell you all why about about that. But right now, uh for this match, Mysterio versus Gable, I'll give wrestling a five and a half, and Logic, I'll give it a, I'll give it a four because jack Gable did not need to lose, and I don't understand why tag team refs, tag team wrestlers are fighting fucking singles guys for no reason on this show, and they, and this match was shorter. Then Gargano in Theory, these guys should have went another five minutes. I don't know what the fuck they were doing. It was ridiculous. Go ahead, Judge. Yeah.
1: Um I've been ramping that point into a wall for a decade now, if not longer. Uh you know, tag team should be wrestling, tag team matches against tag team wrestlers, singles, you know the opposite. You, you know, um, but also this match between Chad Gable and Rey Mysterio. It again, even though I've not seen it, but based on the booking alone, like uh, it just felt completely random. Like, like I couldn't figure out why this match was happening. Now, I now I'm saying that when. A good like ninety percent of the time, most matches on on weekly TV are are random, you know. But um, this one felt like, oh, is this happening just for the sake of it? Oh, Chad Gable, Rey Mysterio, wow, what a match that could be, right? Let's put it on Raw, you know, like. <laughs> I have
0: go less than eight
1: minutes no reason <laughs> no build up no no you, you know what I mean like uh yeah, I get you. like like to me it doesn't matter if the match was five stars even though there's it even though there is no such thing as five stars but yeah. uh you know e- even if it was as close as perfect as a match can get right Why the fuck yeah. am I gonna care b- about it for? Like, if the booking isn't there, if, if the story isn't there, if if the reason to watch isn't there, then who gives a shit about how good the fucking match is, and how many <laughs> flips they do, and how many <laughs> fucking circus acts, you know, It, it oh, whatever.
0: Right. <laughs> well, my bad, everybody. Uh, raw October the 10th, 2022. I'm sorry. We're not reviewing. It didn't happen on the night. Nothing happened on October 9th. So for October tenth, two thousand and twenty-two, um, Gargano and Theory had a match. Mysterio and Chad Gable had a match, uh, and um, yeah, that was Josh's opinion about <laughs> tag team wrestlers facing facing guys like Rey Mysterio and fucking Johnny Gargano. Because I remember, um, who, who was not I believe it was was it? I believe it was Gargano versus Gable at one point. I I don't remember when. But um I, I do remember it was Gable versus um it was legit Gable versus John Gargano at some point. So uh yeah. I don't know.
1: You mean Dolph I don't Ziggler. know why
0: don't, Uh no Dolph Ziggler, I don't consider him well, yeah. But well yeah Dolph Ziggler, but like and he was he was in a tag team so i don't think he kind of counts no, in this no, 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 equation
1: no, no. But, no I, no, yeah. I meant like matches that i remember gable having over the past few weeks I, I i remember him losing to Dolph ziggler um a few weeks ago so all
0: right yeah well anyway after I, the match
1: and then that, so, you know what's funny now the only Fire win away. that that theory has had, like, over the past like three or so months, is that one win he he had against Dolph in the main event of Raw and he hasn't won a match since.
0: Wow. That's crazy. Well, this is why Josh is on this review. <laughs> this is why. Um Dominic Mysterio hit the ring. Dominic Mysterios, get off my television material if yes. I have never seen this one. Get off TV. Jesus Christ. I don't know if he's doing a good job as a heel or what. But anyway, Dominic asked Ray to hit him. He wanted him, he wanted, Ray wanted, he he asked Ray to fight him, not the other way around. Ray didn't ask to fight his own son. And then Damien Priest and Finn Balor attacked him. Ray tried to fight back, but, and he t- actually took down Finn Balor and Damien Priest, but Dominic clotheslined his own father. And then Dom got, Ray in position, and Rhea Ripley held him down to the ropes. Dominant hit the 619. And uh, that was that. Um, And we briefly mentioned uh, the Judgment Day promo on the Extreme Rules review. Um, Judgment Day, we're in the ring after a commercial break invalid Balor gloated about etching "I quit." They ran back footage of the match of the attack on Beth Phoenix, which we went over on the Extreme Rules be- review. For those of you who did not listen to that review, um, Beth Phoenix um, had a concerto thing, and uh, sh- her 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 move looked like she almost had a like she had a concussion. Like she looked like she was fucked up. If you go back and watch that match, that Finn Balor um, Edge I quit match, um, her. The back of her head and the chair, like just mushed together. That's a gnarly, gnarly feeling. Finden brought up AJ Styles and the ladder, and AJ walked to the ring. He says, um, AJ says, and realized that a time he got some friends or family, even. Nice little tease there. AJ kneeled in front of Judgment Day. Yes, this man kneeled on live television. AJ Styles, who has been gone for an entire month and a half. He kneeled in front of a stable that clearly does not like him at this break. Balor um, accepted him with open arms before Styles says that he wasn't talking about them. And as I briefly mentioned on the Extreme Rules review, outcomes, Luke Gallows, Karl Anderson, the OC is back. Yes, the OC is back. Um, and they attack Judgment Day. Um, AJ Styles sent Finn Balor over to announce table and um, the Judgment Day retreated, and the OC is back. AJ Styles, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, they're back. So, uh, there you go. Josh, what do you think of the OC coming back? <laughs> Josh does not care. Oh Moving on. You
1: know, um... Okay, uh, The OC. Um... What did the OC stand for again?
0: The original club.
1: Oh, such an original name. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I don't really see me getting invested in this.
0: They just came, yeah, they came back randomly. I don't know. like. I was surprised oh. they came back, but they came back so randomly.
1: I don't know about random, because AJ has mm. always been affiliated with them in one way or, or the other.
0: Um, they never gave us a clue if they were going. They no, never no, gave vignettes. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah, but still... It just, just happened yeah, out of nowhere.
1: I'm not... Y- y- yes, okay. So even though this is random, I'm not exactly shocked to find out that this has happened. You know, um, you know knowing who they are, so... Like oh they joined AJ. Well of course they joined AJ. Like that's not that's not really a shock. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't really care for this because the judgment, the, the, the judgment day, which yeah. is a pay per view by the way. You don't call that a group name. Um, uh, the judgment <laughs> day. Um, They've been booked absolute bullshit since the very start, and that's still bullshit to right now, as far as I'm concerned. Maybe, maybe you think their booking has improved recently, but I'm saying fuck no, it hasn't. It's the same bullshit. Yeah. Like they've right. been losing. They lost to fucking Rey Mysterio and Dominic and Dominic in like a million tag team fucking matches, and now I'm supposed to believe that that they're this dominant fucking threat. Like mm. Edge beat Damien Priest on Raw. He, he, he it, it,
0: it, me, Like <laughs> you, Josh, can you say any words?
1: The Judgment Day is supposed to be this dominant.
0: Okay, okay, okay.
1: I won't say they're supposed to be unbeatable because clearly they are supposed to be beatable, as is evidence. All right. Um, but you know they are supposed to. Look, the way I see it, like, they should be winning, like, mm, at least, like, eight out out of ten matches, you know, like, at at the very least, and if they do lose, then it has to be, like, by a count out or, like, a shock, like, roll up or something that they, I don't know, Um, but then again, roll ups don't really matter these days anyway, Still because of how frequent that that the they are fucking used. Uh, <laughs> um yeah, look, I can't invest in this feud now because I've not bec- because I've not invested in the judgment day up to now. If I had invested in them and they were used in the way that they are supposed to, then I would care about what is going on now. Right.
0: Um he because still doesn't
1: That is that is the power of booking. That is the power of what you book in the past affects what you book now in the present and even in the future day. That is yet to come. That is what is most important. You book things right, then I care. And and I don't just care now. I will potentially care in the future. That is how that is supposed to go. But right now, with how bad the judgment day has been booked to lose, lose, lose. and, And when they do win, I'm like, uh, they didn't. I mean, I, I, I don't care. I mean, I, it, moving on. They did win an
0: extreme rules. Though. They did win an extreme I can, I can tell you all that right now. Yeah, I know.
1: Didn't watch the show. I saw that, and it was a typical. Uh, why look? Why couldn't Finn just win on his own? In fact, hang on a second. Yeah. Why? Mm. Have they already jumped straight to the to the I quit match when they haven't even had a singles one-on-one yet? Like, why are they jumping forward? Oh, because it's the Extreme Rules pay- pay-per-view, so they have to have a flipping type of gimmick match. They, they are forced to. Like, have the one-on-one first and then naturally build down the line to a more gimmicked match, which will be much more appropriate come that time you don't just okay you you you're gonna have this match now and there we go what okay yes they've had a few tag matches against against each other yes granted okay but edge has already won those tag matches basically so why am i gonna care now about finn balor uh and edge one-on-one in an i quit match when they haven't even had a normal match yet to build up to it like come <laughs> on and then to top Good it point. off, Finn did, didn't even win on his own. He had to have the fucking help from the other group. I mean, I mean, from the other members of the group because there is only one. Yeah. Because there is only one group there. Josh, come on, think. Uh, so yeah, and the ending, I thought, well, that was obvious. Like, right? Like, even if it was just Finn on his own, that was obviously going to be the ending of the match because there was no other way to end this uh, to end this match. Like you couldn't have Edge right. win, because Finn absolutely had to win. There was no choice about it, and and you couldn't have Edge quit in a, in any other way than involving Beth and th- and threatening her life. Basically, like that was the only way that this was ever going to end. Now, right. now I don't have a problem with that. I think that that is good booking. But the issue I have with it is that I don't care for the match because of how it was built up two now two (laughs) do you get what I mean Um,
0: mean exactly what you mean yeah
1: okay so yeah I believe you so yeah even though he won and I think that is a good thing that he won I still don't care because I now know that in about I don't know (laughs) in about a week from now he's gonna lose to fucking Carl Anderson probably on on raw you know like like why should I fucking care
0: I don't know. We do have to move on. Um, All you need to know for this next match, all you need to know for this next match, Candice LeRae versus Bailey. This went six minutes. Candice LeRae beat Bailey with a roll-up in six minutes. (laughs) That's all you need to know. I'm not going for this match. Move, for move. Give me a break. This match is getting a wrestling four, logic zero. What the fuck was the point of this entire match? I don't know. I'll tell Um, you what the point of this match is, then.
1: Uh... Uh... Bailey's here now to put um new wrestlers over. So that's that. I'm
0: for I'm for it, but uh this match went five damn minutes. Just, I you know. know you didn't
1: have I know, I know, <laughs> and then fucking Oh I my god. In roll. Yeah, oh my god, she put me in a roll up. Oh my god, I couldn't do anything about it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Get real, come on. And the thing is, like, Bailey's already lost, like, a, t- a ton of matches b- before this, so her putting over C- Candace right now isn't really putting her over on the, on the, on the level that Bailey thinks that she is. You know? Right. Like, Good like point. uh, damage control. Like, SummerSlam, yeah. they came in, they had an impactful, um, stare down against bianca in the ring i thought great the 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 next week i thought oh this is shit now yeah (laughs) like they 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 lost the fucking tournament and then they lost like a few non-title matches and then what the what and then bailey didn't even win the fucking adamas to top it off. Fucking Bianca beat all three in the fucking item match, basically. Like, yeah. Wh- like, what? Damage
0: control, dam- damage control looked weak in that in that regard, in my opinion. Because, like, there's, there's three on one. you telling me there's one strong black woman can overcome all three members of damage control? Now, yeah. I'm not saying Bianca Belair shouldn't have looked stupid in this situation. No, no. But I'm saying the damage control thing is kind of getting a little bit like for the direction it's kind of getting lame because like there's all of these three talented women and not you and you guys can't even beat one of them we got to have a new direction for this i understand Candice LeRae lost and they attacked Candice ray after the match look i'm all for that but this is legit just every typical heel uh women woman faction right like because all because y'all can't be bianca belair on raw y'all already c- couldn't even be Shotzi. no pardon me uh raquel rodriguez right. gonzalez yeah. Mm. yeah i'm like what the fuck you know like we need a new direction for damage control if y'all are not giving them the goddamn um treatment they deserve what the fuck is the whole point of this entire faction and sorry. by the way for the record sorry yeah. go ahead you know no
1: good i was just quickly gonna say then uh damage control should basically be un- undefeated right now they she shouldn't uh sure. she shouldn't have a single loss to their name ever since they became a group at SummerSlam. they, they should basically be undefeated right now like because what is it uh war games is is, is happening at, at survivor series right like right. just imagine how how big of a win the opposing um, fakes team would be against a group who hasn't lost since since these uh, since the end of July. So uh, August, September, October—that's no, like four months of continuously winning as heels. Just to right. then in the uh, w- war games match, which at that point. Should be built up, even though it's not, because you know. Oh. But at but at that point, theoretically, t- to my point here, like the win would 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 be so earned, and it would actually put them over in a way that would be valid. But is that the case now? No, because they've already lost. Like a like damage control to me have seemingly lost. Uh, over 50% of the matches that they've had up to now since they became a group at SummerSlam.
0: That is actually correct, as like, a matter of fact.
1: Damage control, m- more, like, um, more like... No control. No, <laughs> more like... Um, flushed away or Damn it. whatever. You know? Like <laughs> I don't. I don't understand Triple H. Like, like he cares, and yet he's proving to show otherwise. Like Judgment Day, book to lose, but then they look strong because they beat down the opponent after the match when they should have fucking beat down the opponent to win the fucking match to begin with. Same thing with fucking uh, Damage Control. Like they lose, and then they get the fucking beat beat down afterwards. Like. It's a stereotypical heel thing that, that's happened since since the dawn of time. You have the heel lose. The heel then has a beatdown after the match to say, hey, we got your ass kicked now, boy. And I'm like, I don't care. You've already lost the fucking match before you did the fucking beatdown. Why am I supposed to care about you now?
0: Good point.
1: Like like if you win and then do more of a beatdown, down, then boo you, great, you know? But if you lose and then do the beatdown, then you look more 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 like a loser than you did before you fucking lost the match. Yeah. You're it's right. stereotypical 101 heel booking that's happened since the dawn of fucking time. Like triple H come on, change that. Like Vince isn't here anymore. Come on. Adapt. Evolve. Because as the uh, point of of evolution was, right? Adapt or... Per- right. No, hang on. Of the entire point of the authority, adapt or perish. Well, right now, I feel like Triple H is perishing under his own flipping way of booking because clearly something's been lost in the way because clearly the way he booked NXT isn't like it, it. Something's gone wrong in his mentality on how he perceives this now. I, I I don't know what it is, but something has obviously lost its way. Like I
0: I, right.
1: I like if I was to give a rating uh, overall for Triple H's booking since SummerSlam, like probably probably like a four out of ten at most i i i just can't believe this is the same booker who was at the helm of 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 as of as great of the run of takeovers were from 2014 to 2018 or 19 you know like it's what has happened to him? Like, did that heart attack last year re- like like change his entire perception of how uh, no. wrestling sh- should be? Like, what, like, what no. happened? Has Vince
0: Nothing. somehow
1: got in his head? Like, I don't like, believe
0: that. No. Like, what I don't, that? Was, I don't believe. I don't believe it's that, Josh. I believe he's working with what Vince McMahon has left. I think he's trying to tie up that loose end that way when we can get to that overhaul point, I think we can probably most likely reset, have a new fucking roster storyline.
1: I'm sorry, Ben, but the reset should have happened like two, two or so months ago. Like, like that's just an excuse now. Like I, I do not stand for that. Um, right. and also based on, based on what Vince did with the characters originally, right? triple h then then took over and he somehow made it worse like 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 some aspects he's made better granted sure like not everything is worse but damage control uh the judgment day and 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 other uh, wrestlers um It's not as good as I thought that it would be. Like, um... uh, whatever. Oh, fuck. Oh! Mmm! Gunther! And and Seamus, right? What is this? Like, Seamus has already lost several times, and yet... I mean, what... SmackDown, right, when they had the Intercontinental Championship rematch, which, by the way, Seamus never fucking earned that rematch to begin with. So I, d- I uh, don't know why that happened. Like, yeah. They, they promoted that on SmackDown, and then they promoted a six-man, non-title a tag team match for the pay-per-view the following day before SmackDown had even happened. Like, no, that... Should be reversed. You should have the championship match on the pay per view, and that pointless fucking six man tag to happen on the SmackDown. If you really have to have it happen, mm-hmm. because when the pay when that pay per view match was announced, I was like, oh fuck, Shameless is gonna win. The champion's gonna lose the non title match, and then on SmackDown, Gunther's gonna uh, no. and also Gunther tapped on SmackDown. Like what? How is he even champion right now? Wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. I don't know if he tapped on SmackDown. A lot of people say he, he he went like this. He went oh, like this. He tapped.
1: He tapped. He tapped.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: And, the, yeah. and the argument I'm seeing is, oh, Gunther only no. tapped twice. He didn't tap three times, so it does not count as a tap out. I'm like, what the fuck? A tap is a tap. I, I don't He's care. I don't care if it's once, twice, or a million fucking times. A tap is a tap. A submission is a submission. I like, don't fucking give me all this kiss ass excuses. Like shut the fuck up. <laughs> There's a reason why this community is the way that it is because they're dumb. They're imbeciles.
0: Well. Josh, we do have to move on. Yes, this yeah. next segment. <laughs> this next fucking segment. <laughs> Josh went on a whole rant, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Incredible. Um, Dexter Loomis. All you need to know. The Miz came out. It was his birthday tonight. Ah. Oh, pardon me. Oh, no, it was his birthday on um this edition of Raw. So uh, Marie's gave him a bat. Um, he, they had an ice sculpture of the Miz some balloon decorations, the gifts included. Also, I, um, pause for this moment. This is going to be a sus moment. A set of giant balls, red balls, I might add. Yes, a set of giant red balls. I'm not making this up.
1: Is his balls on fire? (laughs) (laughs) Like, is he burning down there? (laughs) Like, Miz, I mean, Maurice, when we get to bed tonight, you're going to feel my volcano. (laughs) Like, what the fuck?
0: (laughs) Wow. All you need to know Dexter Loomis came out from under the ring. He tried to attack him. No, yeah, he tried to attack him, but Miz and Maurice fled. All you need to know for this segment.
1: Right. right, Okay. I'll say this, and then we can move on to whatever's next. Dexter Loomis has captured, has captured the Miz. He released the Miz just to repeat the pattern. Capture, release, capture, release, capture, release. What's the point? What, why, why is he doing this? Like, if, like, if the entire point is for him to hunt down and capture the Miz, then why does he keep releasing him every time he does? Like isn't the whole point to capture him to capture him, and then do whatever that he wants to do with him? Uh, uh, like, like, why does he keep catch and release, catch and release? Like, is the maze a fucking fish? Like, what's going know. on here? Like, why, why does he even want to capture the maze? What, what for?
0: I don't know. I, I don't get it. I don't, even think, I don't even think Dexter Loomis has talked or drew up why he has been attacking Miz. I don't even think he's even done that.
1: Does Triple H even know what he's booking here? Like, no, has, like, has he even given this any thought?
0: I don't think he does. There's no way. Like, I look, All right, DX yeah. segment again. Yeah, DX. We had another DX segment. Second, uh, yes. Miz was wondering why Dexter Loomis was out for him. Shawn Michaels told him that Loomis rarely does this unless instigated. What the fuck did the Miz do to instigate Dexter Dexter Loomis? I'm still trying to figure this out. This is a um, obviously a whodunit kind of thing. This is obviously the uh, question of the week. Why is Dexter Loomis attacking the Miz? (laughs) This is trivial pursuit over here. So Road Dogg asks um, Miz have a match with Loomis to settle the matter. So for next week um, Miz versus Dexter Loomis. If Dexter Loomis loses, he is fired. No, he's gone from WWE. He's not fired. He, but if he wins, Dexter Loomis, he gets a WWE contract. There you go. Why? I don't know. Don't ask, Josh. Next match. Hang on. <laughs> versus. Hang on.
1: So Dexter ahead, Loomis Josh. isn't even signed and he's done all this already?
0: Oh. Yes, he already did all this already.
1: What? That's even worse! <laughs> Like that like, like, fucking. Oh. oh, and by the way, Road Dog, as far as I'm concerned, how does he have the power to book matches? I mean, not <laughs> even Adam Pierce has the fucking power to book matches because he's not even the fucking general manager.
0: To be fair, Road Dog is like the executive vice president of live events. I believe you know what I'm saying. That's it, but I don't know why he's getting this fucking. I don't know why he's making this fucking mess. Ex- Maybe it's a Triple H thing.
1: Look, executive of live events has nothing to do with the creative of what happens on the program.
0: Yeah, and I'm, I'm just pointing that out. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that relates to creative or whatever, but um, yeah, that's. Uh, you have a good point, Josh. Move, we're moving on. Fuck Road dog. at this fucking ring. Omos versus Joey Ace and fucking Chico. Jesus Ooh. fucking Christ.
1: Who? <laughs> Chico? It's Chico yes. time. Dun, 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 dun. It's Chico no, time. It's <laughs>
0: Chico time. <laughs> Omos versus Joey Ace. Jesus fucking Christ. Joey Ace and Chico. Is just he the brother to
1: minute. Johnny Ace?
0: Yes. I, I don't fucking know what this is. Really. Omaz beat Joey Ace and Chico in one minute. This match is getting zero rating. Zero and fucking zero. Omaz just fucking, just beat the fucking piss out of these guys. No one cares. Moving on. Recap of Bray Wyatt's segment from Extreme Rules. uh. Um, Bobby Lashley walked out. Lashley says he wants to be a fighting champion, and this was when Lashley was still United States champion. Brock Lesnar returns. Yes, Brock Lesnar is back for no reason. I'm at. Um,
1: I, I, no, no, there is, no, no, there is a reason actually. Um, oh, what was it? Um,
0: oh. No, man, no,
1: no, I'm sorry. It's the other way around. Bobby Lashley has a reason to go against Brock Lesnar again, but Brock Lesnar doesn't mm-hmm. have a reason to go against... Yeah, hang on. Yeah, that, that's the other way around, because it was Bobby Lashley who, who who got screwed at the Elimination Chamber that caused Brock Lesnar to become the WWE Champion again. So he's the one who's got the reason to go against Brock here. So why is Brock the one who's, who's coming out to... Have been,
0: to, to, yeah. st- like, what? hang on. Brock yeah, Brock Lesnar <laughs> beat his ass. I don't know what the fuck was this was.
1: This the way around.
0: Yeah.
1: So, anyway, as, as you were saying,
0: um, this led uh, Bobby Lashley versus Seth Rollins for the United States Championship. Literally, Lashley just got attacked by a grown ass man, literally before his title match, for no reason, I might add. Don't ask. So Lashley was held back up to his feet when Seth Rollins wanted a title match. He got the title match. Uh, This match was it was all right. Uh, This was a good match, but um, all you need to know is that Seth Rollins went for the arm. Um, Lashley went for a spear, uh, turned into a pedigree. Lashley Mm -hmm. tried for the hurt lock, but Rollins went after the injured arm and then he hit the curve saw for the win. Seth Rollins, your new United States champion. That's all you need to know. I'll give wrestling, I'll give this a five and a half, maybe a six. And Logic, I'll give it a one because Seth Rollins kinda deserves a win. And he kinda deserves this match, but also not really at the same time. But uh Logic one and wrestling, I'll give it a five and a half. Okay. What do you think, Josh? Um, what do you think, Josh?
1: I agree, Seth should be a champion, um, but after the loss he had to Matt Riddle, Like, shouldn't Matt Riddle be the one to like?
0: Mm, good point. But then Matt Riddle would probably lose, though. I don't think they wanted to do that. Or maybe they took Matt Riddle off TV because he's trying to have a new character, maybe.
1: No, I no, hang on. No, 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 lot. no, no, talking about? No, Matt Riddle is ch- is trying to challenge Roman Reigns again, isn't he? Because he had a match against yeah. uh, Sami Zayn. That Sammy. Oh, we'll get to that in the main event. Yes.
0: Uh,
1: but yeah, okay. Um, Sam. Uh, Sam. No, no, no. Seth Rollins. I'll get the names right now in, in a moment. Seth Rollins. Being the new United States champion of a championship that shouldn't even exist, um, is fine. Um, Bobby now can technically down the line get get his rematch because he was obviously screwed, you know. Um, so yeah. Uh, and Matt Riddle can always um come, come back to Chef and try and take the the championship off him down down the line um so so there's something there um right uh, anyway
0: right. um yeah all right we got a glitchy transmission we got a little bit of a vignette from uh bray white and the video kept repeating these five words revel in what you are revel in what you are may i ask what the fuck does that even mean what is revel revel in what you are? What, dude? Come on, Bray. I don't. I don't know what you were trying to get to come across here, but uh maybe he's trying to give a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a tease of some kind. But anyway, Bray Wyatt just kept saying that, and that was the entire segment. Elias is coming back for next week on Raw. No one cares. Oh. Moving on. Moving on. Riddle versus Sami Zayn main event. Best match of the entire show. All you need to know is that uh, Matt Riddle and Sami Zayn had a great match. These two NXT guys who have never met in the ring before, and they have this match. Jay Uso was trying to get involved. Jimmy Uso almost got involved. And um, Riddle hit a power slam, but he missed the RKO. Yes, Matt Riddle is stealing Randy Orton's finishing moves still to this fucking very day. Please stop. Can we please have a new direction for Matt Riddle? As I said back in my Extreme Rules review, can we please have a Matt Riddle change of direction, bring back the white jacket and the damn shorts, bro? What are y'all doing, bro? This man's doing Randy Orton finishing moves. And when Randy Orton comes back, Randy Orton should beat the fucking piss out of him. Beat the fucking shit out of him. Beat this man up for 12 fucking minutes. In an extreme rules match, beat the fucking piss out of this guy because there's no fucking way you can come up, come out here and steal this man's own finishing move and expect him not to do nothing. Tell some goddamn idiots anyone with the RKO in the main event. What the fuck? Why, um,
1: Ben? It's it's um, this 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 isn't a new trait to wrestlers. Um, like like for example, uh, I'm just saying. Like, like for example, Seth Rollins has now adapted the pedigree to his uh, moveset um, from his feud against Triple H.
0: That's more of a respect kind of thing.
1: Well, I mean, technically, isn't that the same thing here? Like, uh, Randy Orton um, became good friends with Matt Riddle. and Matt Riddle, obviously, at the time under Vince, was, um, you know, someone who was very... Uh was very You could like, have just do a cutter. Uh what's the word what's the word here? Um Matt, Matt Riddle was very hip hip hypnotized. Oh so like lead. so like Matt Riddle was uh very oh. much uh, into the friendship with Randy, so he would obviously try and mimic Randy in, in that case because he's very hypnotized. hypnotized into him. Yeah. Right. So, like, Matt Riddle is still doing the moves because he's still trying to carry on uh, the tag team friendship thing that he was doing with Randy Orton all those months ago. You know, because uh, long, long-term storytelling and all of that. So, which
0: isn't is really covered.
1: going very well, is it? Uh, um,
0: but he yeah. didn't need he didn't need to do the RKO to win the match. He could have just did his final flash thing or the bro mission, but he didn't even do none of that. We have you seen none of that in this match.
1: Look, if it was up to me, Matt Riddle would never be doing uh, Randy Orton's moves. Uh, no. Riddle Hell would be no. doing Riddle's moves, you know? Right. Um, yes. Because they are separate characters.
0: Think! Fucking geeks over there in Stanford. Think!
1: Like, I understand if Randy Orton was 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 still around, then sure, you could have um, like a double RKO tag team finishing move or something, you know? Um, right. But it, it just seems very childish now to see Matt Riddle um, imitating Randy when Randy's not even there. Uh, right. it's, like, it's like who is he doing this for? You know?
0: I don't know. He's doing it for somebody, but we don't know. <laughs> we don't know yet.
1: Yeah, well...
0: All right, that was Monday Night Raw, everybody. By the way, for the uh, benefit for for the benefit of this entire review, Raw can Monday Night Raw be three? Can Monday Night Raw not be three hours? Monday Night Raw needs to be two hours for the benefit of this review, please. Uh, can this can, can Monday Night Raw be two hours by like January, please? I'm I'm sick of these fucking three hour shows. AEW already has, you know. Four-hour pay-per-views. We we got these three-hour shows for Monday Night Raw. For no reason. Plus, we had an Omos match that no one fucking cared about. I gave it no rating for that match. Because that doesn't even deserve a rating. Make Raw two hours. Cut the shit. Go ahead,
1: The initial reason why Vince decided that, that he wanted Raw to be... An next hour, you know, from two to to three hours in in uh July two thousand and twelve, I believe, with the raw one thousand being the actual official start yeah. point. Yeah. Fuck, it's been a, it's been like ten and a half years of raw being th- of raw being th- th- three hours, Ben. Fuck you know. But anyways, be, which, we, which
0: is why we needed to be two fucking hours. Yes, but, but the in.
1: But the initial reason why Vince decided decided to have Robbie three hours is because the extra hour of advertising gave them more money, and that that's it. Mm. Like the quality right. of the program doesn't matter; the amount of money that it gets for the advertising now that's what matters, right? Uh, Triple right. H seems to carrying that on maybe because the deal hasn't run out yet and it's going to continue for another few few months or another year and then maybe after the, the deal ends then maybe Triple H might think to revert back but uh, time will tell on that I suppose and if Triple H does decide to keep it going then for god's sake get your creative in order Triple H like what has happened to you like, you used to be decent, if not good. Now you're bordering on, I don't really want to watch this anymore, you know? Like, what has happened to you, Triple H? Answer me! <laughs> like, has the game changed in your mind? Like, what, what has happened?
0: I don't know. I don't know. Uh... That's my Triple H impression. All right, SmackDown. Um, October fourteenth, two thousand and twenty-two. Oh boy! All right. Well, anyway, we open up the show immediately with breaking news: Carrion Cross and Scarlett were in a car accident. Um, that was obviously caused by Drew McIntyre because he drew a, a pickup truck. EMTs are attending to an injured carrying Cross, and Scarlet is frantic. Drew McIntyre suddenly comes running out of nowhere. And obviously, this was Drew McIntyre's entire thing. There's no fucking way Carrion Cross would have a car accident on SmackDown without something happening. He attacks Cross as official to try to hold him back. McIntyre slams Cross's head into the truck window and beats the shit out of him. Cross is laid out and McIntyre is hurried away. And we go to the SmackDown opening video. So let me get this straight. So Drew McIntyre attacked a grown-ass man who was just in a car accident literally about what five, ten minutes ago, before the start of this show. And Drew McIntyre just attacks the man straight up. He, he, he wants to sincerely kill Kenny and Cross. I'm like, bro, come on, bro. That's a heelish kind of thing, don't you think? Attacking a man of the man just had a fucking car accident? That's a heelish kind of thing. I mean, I'm not saying it was wrong. I'm not saying it wasn't, you know, booked okay. It wasn't terrible. But, like, Drew McIntyre shouldn't have not done that. Karen Cross just went to the hospital, and then Drew attack him there. But other than that, I, I would have been fine with that. But I don't, I don't, th- I don't know why we needed a uh, whole entire segment where an entire car was squashed because of a damn pickup truck. What mm. are your thoughts, Josh?
1: Um, I will try and I keep, uh, keep this brief. <laughs> <Bye>. Um, <laughs> I don't understand why drew is even there right now because and this might be my own fault for for having some belief in what was being reported about him having a back injury of sorts um so drew look when i when the strap match at extreme rules was announced i thought ah okay That will be the match that takes Drew out for the next few months so he can, um, so he can re, so he can have some time to recover from, from the past year or so he's been wrestling non-stop. Okay. And this can make Carrion look strong because he's the one who, because he's the one who took Drew out. Okay. And then Drew happens to be on SmackDown a a few days later. Like, I, like, maybe that's my own fault for having some belief in that because I can actually see that being true, that Drew has a back injury of sorts. Um, so maybe that is my own, you know, me getting too far into my own perception um, of it. But but still, um, look, Drew lost. Uh, Karrion... By the way, uh, I must say this now. Um, I don't care about Karrion Kross. Um, The only thing that's good about him is his entrance. And that is my point of view. Uh, The way he wrestles just doesn't connect with me. Um, And also, the booking of his matches don't really feel like the way that that his characters should be booked. I mean, the ending of the match where... Where, where he had to have help from Scarlet with the with the with, with the spray. Like, come on, why can't you just have Carrion beat him fair and square on his own? Like, come on. Like, how am I supposed to believe in him when he needs needs his manager there to spray something in his in his opponent's eyes? Just for him to then ca- yeah. capitalize. Like, come on, this has been done time and time again. And it's look I want credible, valid uh, victories for those who should be having credible, valid victories. Like, if you want to cheat to win, then that's... Then... Uh, then fine, but this is a match, a strap match, for God's sake. Like, come on. Like, win on your own. Prove that you're dominant against Drew. Prove that you don't need any help from, from, from Scarlet. Like... Prove that you can do this. Like, if you're supposed to be somewhat next in line to challenge Roman, then come on, prove your fucking worth. Like, how huh? am I supposed to believe when when Scarlet is doing most of the fucking work for you? Like, come on. Like, kick ass. Prove your dominance. And just have Scarlet be there to say, yeah, that's that is the man. Come on. You know, like. It's simple, it's and yet it's not being done that way.
0: And Kenny Cross was scheduled to still be in the, in the Fatal Four Way in that number one contendership Fatal Four Way match. Um, we'll, we'll talk about oh, that. Oh yeah, bit.
1: and then way yeah 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 okay yeah
0: yeah. I, I mentioned this on the Extreme Rules review, by the way. Um, Kofi Kingston versus Sammy Zayn are opening match. This match, I believe, went uh, about 13, 14 minutes. They had a good match, actually. Um, all you need to know is that um, Jay Uso was not out there uh, for this match. It was Sami Zayn and Kofi Kingston. Uh, Sami Zayn with Solo Sokoa, as a matter of fact. Um, right. So, and, right. They, and then Jay, and then Jay Uso came out. Okay. So, uh, so all you need to know is that Sami Zayn um, hit the hip attack, but Jay was not impressed. So they're building up. Tammy Zayn and Jay Uso at the same time, but also keeping it within the bloodline. Uh, Kingston drops, kicks him in midair after a uh flying nothing. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh Zane um knocks Kingston off the top to the outside, and he lands hard on the announce table. His face, by the way. So we're back in commercial, and um uh Kingston drops Zane with the SOS for a two count. Um, Kofi fights free with elbow strikes Kofi then goes to the top rope but Sammy rolls out to the ring Jay and Xavier Woods hit him having words at ringside Jay levels Xavier Woods with a super kick Sammy takes advantage and he hits Kofi Kingston with a blue thunder bomb for a very close two count This was damn. that was damn near the finish of the match um, Sammy goes for the hula kick but he runs into a boot from Kofi um, Kofi leaps off the, clop, the top leaps off the top rope with a clothesline. Kofi rallies, but he has to stop and Jay hey, Uso off the apron. Zayn then rolls up Sami Zayn. Pardon me. Zayn rolls up Kofi for a two count. I am stuttering over here. Um Sami Zayn blocks Trouble in Paradise and they fight more. Kofi blocks a facebuster, but Jay returns the apron and kicks um kicks Kofi Kingston in the face with another super kick. Sami Zayn wins over Kofi Kingston. Um I'll give wrestling for this match six. I'll give logic for this match. Probably. I'll give it a five and a half. And no, I'll give it a, I'll give it a five. I'll give it a five. Cause, uh, Sami Zayn could have beat Kofi Kingston clean, but instead the bloodline bullshit strikes again. So, uh, there you go. What do you think, Josh? Um,
1: mm, well, I haven't, I, I haven't seen the match to be honest, but, um, as far as the book, as the, booking goes which is why um I'm usually here for these r- reviews I'm, I'm not really here usually for the matches uh, um, Sammy was booked to lose against Riddle because Riddle couldn't lose after his win against Seth in the fight pit so Sammy was booked to lose and Jay was there to say ha see Roman see he didn't need my help and yet he lost anyway you see I was just doing what the honorary told me to do so I'm listening to you Roman so so please don't flip in get get mad at get mad at me ou you know and then Smackdown. down oh well Sami Zayn is going up against Kofi Kingston so obviously no problem we, we can book uh, Sammy to beat Kofi, because Kofi is uh isn't really worth anything these days anyway so um, so yeah Sammy uh, yeah as long as this leads to Sammy in a way taking down the bloodline from within then fine um, if this doesn't lead to that then what is the point of this um, like Sammy and Kevin taking the ...tag titles away from the Usos and then, um ...I, I don't know who who, who who should be the one to beat Roman, but... Uh, but well, ...you know what? I don't know who should beat Roman because... ...there isn't anybody there who has realistically been built up enough... ...to be a credible threat to beat Roman. That is why I don't know who should beat Roman because nobody's there... ...because nobody is there... ...who really should beat Roman, so, like... ...and people are saying, oh, Cody Rhodes, next year, WrestleMania, Cody wins the Rumble, he challenges Roman Reigns. I'm like, eh, I, I just don't see it. Like, I, I can see Cody as champion, sure, but him being the one to beat Roman after they've had nothing to do against each other? Like, eh, no, not really... Uh, and Cody doesn't necessarily need to have history with Roman. F- fair enough. Like, all he needs to do is win the Rumble, and then he automatically has it right. Fair enough, I get it. B- but still, like... <sighs> yeah, m- I get your point. Maybe it will be Cody, because who the fuck else is there? Like, Seth? Mm. Like...
0: Uh, no. Seven, seven, seven is fine. Is not fine for that for both belts either. No. I don't see. I I I see. Co- everyone, what, what's up?
1: Both belts. You you. Uh,
0: you Roman's holding said. both belts. I don't see. I, what because fi- Roman has Roman has both WWE and Universal. Not not look. I don't know. Oh. I don't know if they're gonna go. This- they, yeah.
1: they still haven't fucking unified it as they claim to fucking do it at, at, at WrestleMania?
0: No. No, they have not. Um, The fact that... um, I don't know. Look, I don't know. But um, the reason why I think Cody Rhodes... Yeah. Like, a lot of people are saying Cody Rhodes should win it is because yeah. a lot of people are tired of the fucking Roman Reigns reign. They haven't even seen it in its final form yet. Well, okay, that's fair. But still, I mean... I mean, I don't know about Cody winning the belt after all this time for Roman Reigns, like to, I don't think Roman Reigns has wrestled a match since, uh, after SummerSlam. So, um, I mean, it's fair to give him a couple of matches here and there to prove. Drew, that Drew. He's-
1: Drew at class, at uh, Clash at the castle.
0: Oh, sorry, Drew, sorry, Drew, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking about on SmackDown. Pardon me, but oh. you know, still, Yeah. It's been, I think it was, what, August or September that he faced Matt Riddle in a match, I believe? And then,
1: I've got no <laughs> idea.
0: Anyway, all you need to know Sami Zayn won. Um, moving on. Triple H is backstage talking to a few police officers about the whole Kering Cross crossing. Shakes their hands and walks off. Rim Stereo approaches Triple H. Ray says it's not easy with everything going on and wrong, and he's reached his breaking point. What's been going on with Dominic? He doesn't see a way moving forward. He won't fight his son, not even when he's at his worst. and yelling in Ray's face. telling him to fight him. Josh's reaction is just as good as mine. Ray says Triple H know how he feels and Triple H can imagine. Ray says he still sees the little boy who sat on his lap and fell asleep on his shoulder. Triple H put a hand on Ray to console him as he appears to get emotional. Ray says he loves WWE, but he can't do this anymore. So he came to SmackDown to look Triple H in the eyes and tell him originally I quit. The crowd boos. Triple H says there's got to be another way. He asks Ray to go with him and talk for five minutes to see if they can come up with something. And then we go to commercial break. Thoughts about this entire segment, Josh? <sighs> he was very animated with this entire thing. So, let's go on?
1: Dominic Mysterio
0: oh.
1: was with his dad go- going up against the Judgment Day and basically winning every single match that they had against them. Dominic then decided after Rey, y- after Rey Mysterio yet again got the win with Edge for this time at the Clash at the Castle pay per view. Dominic decided oh you won well congratulations I now want nothing to do with with you like like you beat the guys we are feuding with so now I want nothing to do with you and now he's the one who joins the one who he was feuding against for no fucking reason like yes Ray Ripley has been infatuated with him sure but still, like, come on, Dom. Like, why did you. Like, like, there was no reason. Like, like, if they were losing, then sure, I could see Dom joining the dark side because there is no other way, right? Wrong! You've been winning this whole fucking time, so why join the dark side when you are already. Oh my god. And now Ray's quitting? Because because his son is now on the opposite fucking team? That, 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 he's already beaten several fucking times?
0: Oh no. Oh no.
1: Oh Dom, now you're with Royal Ripley. I don't want you anymore. I'm going to go to Smackdown. You're not my son anymore. Oh, I can't approve of this. Oh, my, my career... (laughs) Has now come to an end! What am I to do? My poor son! He's with Rayo Ripley! What am I to do? (laughs) Like, am I supposed to give up my mask now? Am I supposed to give up who I am now because my son has now decided to join Rayo Ripley in the judgement day? Oh Triple H, I quit! and then he gets put in a fake four-way match, becomes number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship, and Wayne is all smiles like, Oh, I am now full of life! Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, Wayne gets moved here. to SmackDown when there is no fucking brand split. Brand split, brand smoking split smoking anymore.
0: Yeah.
1: And now, now he's number one contender against Gunther... Who he's obviously going to fucking lose against. So that so so that so that was a pointless fucking win right there, right? Like (laughs) Ray is being used on SmackDown just to fucking have have someone to go up against Gunther until they have someone else ready to go up against Gunther. Or because he or because he doesn't want to be on war anymore because his son isn't on his team. Like, what is going on? Like, Gunther needs to fucking Um, chop Ray across the head and knock some sense into him. Actually, no. He needs to um, fucking chop Dom in the fucking dick and fucking get him to have sense into him. Like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Where is the logic in this?
0: There is none. No rating. (laughs) i this, match this now more, the than, match. more than anything else. What, the, what is going on? This, ne- this next match is no rating. Oh, before we go to this next match, Roxanne Perez is on SmackDown. Who? Um, she comments on um Cora J facing... She faces Cora J to Halloween in having in a weapons wild match. Um, Bailey comes uh, in. NXT. Yeah, okay. comes okay. for, uh, Roxanne Perez. Yeah. Roxanne Perez and uh, Raquel Rodriguez oh, okay. and... Um, yeah. Damage control. They have a match. And um, it's so it's Shotzi, Raquel Rodriguez, and Roxanne Perez versus Damage Control tonight. Why? Do you care? No. Why? Do you care? No. <laughs> I don't know. Braun Strowman versus James Maverick. Who the fuck is James Maverick? Brian Thomas. Who are these fucking two goons? Who brian thomas and james maverick this match went one minute no one cared no reading for this match no wrestling in this match and no logic at all what the fuck omas came out walking through the crowd they stare each other down and uh that's it mvp grabs a mic he says he, he gives braun Strowman props for being an incredible human being but he's not the monster of all monsters so they stare each other down and they building up towards Omas versus Braun Strowman. So y'all I- gotta be smoking some serious shit backstage if y'all think this is a fucking good idea. Y'all gotta be smoking the biggest amount of fucking marijuana in the history of the entire world because there's no fucking way you can convince me this is going to be a great match. There's no way. Hell no. Fuck no. Go ahead, Josh. Fuck this. Get so- off my fucking television,
1: yeah, ex- yeah. Um, so basically, <laughs> they want to repeat the classic, and they want to have a modern day version, right, of the big show versus the great Kali from Backlash two thousand and eight. They want to have a modern day giant versus giant, right? No, right? No. So, no, so no, they no. want Omos to go against Braun to mimic the five-star fucking classic that was Big Show (laughs) against the great Carly from Backlash 2008. Oh, ain't that great?
0: The the six-and-a-half-star classic, The Big Show versus The Great Khali. Only fucking
1: Dave Mouncer would fucking rate it that high. Like, fucking kick my my ass. I'm
0: done with you, Josh. (laughs) LA Knight is back versus Mansoir. Mansoir is still employed, by the way. LA Knight beat him with the gravy train move, the BFT. And it was one, two, three, LA Knight beat him, beat Man Swan in five minutes. No one fucking cared. Moving on. Um, <laughs> Knight talks on the microphone. He says he wants to talk to everyone. Fans cheer LA Knight, but he didn't do that just for the fans. He says he calls them a. He, he says he doesn't need a bunch of incels saying his name. He puts everyone on notice and they can all get their ticket punched. Why? Because whose name isn't LA Knight? So, L.A. Knight walks back up the ramp. So, uh, yeah, there you go. We'll give Josh a second to recollect himself.
1: Okay, so L.A. Knight is now officially back when he never sort of left to begin with. <clears throat>
0: um, uh, what- For this match, I'll give it a four and logic a two. Go ahead.
1: Was he L.A. Knight in TNA? NXT. No, in, t- oh, in TNA, before he came to
0: NXT. No. Nope, he wasn't.
1: So what was his name there?
0: Eli Drake. <sighs> Eli Drake. Yeah. Uh, apparently Josh prefers that name more than L.A. Knight. No,
1: no, um, no. Um, it's just that You know what? I'll bring up this point another time, but it's basically uh, characters being switched over time and time again, when they should just be the same character through and through. So, whatever. Um, Moving on to whatever else happened here.
0: Alright. Damage control versus Shotzi, Blackheart, Raquel, Rodriguez, and Roxanne Perez. Um, All you need to know for this match is what? Again? No. It's damage control versus Shotzi, Raquel, and Roxanne Perez.
1: But you mentioned this like five minute, like five minutes ago. Then
0: it did. They, no, I said they had they they made the match for tonight, ah. which is right now. Yeah, I need to listen. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, Josh. I'm sorry. Uh, all you need to know for this match is that Bailey won uh, with another roll up. This match went twelve minutes. This was a good match, though. This was a good match. <laughs> Josh rolling his eyes, best reaction. Um. Um. So all you need to know is that Bailey hits Roxanne Perez with the rose plant, but it gets countered, and then Bailey wins over Roxanne Perez, who made her SmackDown debut tonight, and she lost, and she lost. with a roll-up! So uh, there you go. Uh, wrestling. I'll give this a five and a half, and logic. I'll give this a four. Well, maybe not a four. I'll change my rating. I'll give wrestling five logic of three because first of all roxanne perez did not deserve the fucking lose in her smackdown debut to fucking bailey i mean they're, they're it's like they're immediately pushing up roxanne perez first of all i like roxanne perez but there's one problem why is she why is she facing bailey you shouldn't be facing bailey at all you, you should be facing fucking Natalia somebody you know Natalia's a great wrestler like in her own right but like you know, you should be feeding with Natalia. You know, Natalia's trying to bring knowledge upon. Oh, wait, I believe. Is Natalia hurt, if I'm not mistaken? No. No, she's not hurt. But Natalia, she should be facing Natalia. Because if it wasn't for Natalia, Roxanne Perez would not be on NXT. So, I mean.
1: Are you there, Ben, or have we lost connection? All right, tell you what, I will save this now.
0: All right,
1: cool. I Save that. Wait, are you still there?
0: I'm still here. Okay, I'm all here.
1: Because you seem to be foes on my end. I'm fine. Okay, I will... Okay. Alright, we good? Uh, how do I go back to the thing there? There we go. Yeah,
0: sure. Alright. Um, Damage control 1. Um, I, gave, I gave wrestling a 5 for this match. And logic, I'll give it a 3. Roxanne Perez lost on a SmackDown debut. And um, Bayley had the roll-up win. Um, why? I don't know. And I don't care. Josh obviously does not care. Hit Rovers is Legato del Fantasma. Um, this was actually a tag team match. This was not a six man match. Um, so we get a recap of how Ronda Rousey is your new SmackDown Women's Champion. Um, we have a new. Yes, Josh has a lot to say about that. Um, the Viking Raiders have a vignette. And apparently, the vignette was teasing Sarah Logan back to the company. I saw a lot of. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, I saw a lot of um, interesting things in that vignette with a fire, and the gods are finally speaking, and it's about to begin. Valhalla awaits, and some parts of the vignette teased Sarah Logan, if I'm not mistaken. So Sarah Logan may be back very soon. For their in-ring debut, Joaquin Wilde and Cruz del Toro with Santos Escobar and Selena Vega, Legado del Fantasma. As I said earlier on, I still don't know why the fuck... um, they're even on the roster. Like what? Like I understand. Oh wait, I know why. I know why they're attacking Hit Row because they never ended the feud in NXT, so they brought it over to SmackDown. I get it, but I do want to understand what is the reason behind Selena Vega being a part of Legado del Fantasma. Is my question. Um, I don't know if Josh can answer that, but we will talk about that in, after this match. About all you need to know. Um, Joaquin Wild and Cruz del Toro won their in-ring debut. They got the pin on Tabdala, and um they hit the sacrificial finisher for the win, and this match went four minutes. I'll give wrestling a four, Logic, three. Actually, four, because and Fantasma deserved to win this match, though. They hit Row was not winning this match at all. But um, yeah. Uh wrestling four and Logic a four. Josh, any thoughts?
1: neither team could afford the loss therefore neither uh, so therefore this match never should have happened to begin with really um this is a match between two who should be very important tag teams on the roster who should have who, who should be gaining wins under their um under their list of You know, uh, they should be winning basically each, and then, uh, and then eventually, when it actually matters for them to have a match against each other, when either team could lose, then you have the match. But right now, no, um, this is a match that, even if they win, what do they win? Um, It's 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 just pointless. Oh, and Zelina Vega. Right. Why isn't she with Andrade? I
0: don't know because Andrade decided to go to business for himself and decided to go to AEW.
1: Well then she should have gone to AEW with him because he's been dying a a thousand deaths in AEW. But then again, who hasn't been dying a thousand deaths in fucking AEW? In
0: AEW. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't start don't start this is not an AEW review josh <laughs> thank god for that and,
1: and, and, and i don't even believe in gods but anyway thank god for that
0: taylor braxton with Sonya deville backstage segment i'm not even going to mention whatever they have said um Sonia deville had her opportunity she faces alba fire on NXT uh this tuesday um she says someone who did not seize their opportunity was Liv Morgan. She says that Liv Morgan's been given opportunity after opportunity, but she keeps failing. I'm not making this up. This is what she said, word for word. DeVille says that Liv Morgan had the chance to solidify her title reign and extreme rules and prove she deserved it, but she got destroyed by Ronda Rousey. The match went 12 fucking minutes. She did not get destroyed. Josh's reaction is better than mine. DeVille says Liv just doesn't have it. He's nothing but a whiny. She was going to call her a bitch. Morgan suddenly att- attacks her from behind, beats the shit out of Tony DeVille, forcing Bracken to go away. Liv slams DeVille on top of a d- production case. Liv Morgan's wild enough. she kicks DeVille around and clears the table off. She slams DeVille into the face. She slams DeVille's face into the table over and over and over and over again. DeVille slowly gets back up, but Liv, with a kick to the face, Liv de- places DeVille on top of the table. She climbs to the uh, scaffolding. She puts... DeVille threw a table with a senton, and she appears to be hurting, but DeVille is laid out. Liv Morgan is about to be healed, because uh, Sonia DeVille should not be getting attacked from behind. She's a fucking heel, and Liv Morgan is a uh, babyface who just attacked this bitch from behind, and then you expect us to believe that Liv Morgan is actually relevant and actually credible. I'm sorry. No, I'm not buying Liv Morgan. I'm, I don't hate Liv Morgan as a person. I hate the way they're fucking booking her, which is my problem, and Josh's problem as well, which I understand. So, that's all you need to know. Live more in your tax, do you to um, four-way match, Ricochet, Sheamus, Solo Toccoa, and Rey Mysterio. Um, as Josh said earlier on, Rey Mysterio won, and uh, Rey Mysterio will face Guta at a future date for the Intercontinental Championship. And uh, At the end of this show, by the way, that last match, that we mentioned, was not the main event of the show. This was not the... No, that was the main event... No. That was the main event of the show. The ending segment of the show, Bray Wyatt. Alright. Now, this is my chance to go word for word about what happened. So, I mentioned this back in my Extreme rule in our Extreme Rules review, without Josh, obviously. I mentioned this, that Bray Wyatt um, had this incredible... Emotional promo. So I will finally now tell you all the promo word for word verbatim all in one sitting. So uh, get something you like to drink and get something you like to eat. (laughs) All right. All right. Bray Wyatt comes out. Bray Wyatt's first SmackDown appearance since The Fiend defeated Kevin Owens on October 9th, 2020. I'm not making this up. The Fiend has not been on TV in a year, in two years. He's not, he hasn't even been on SmackDown in two years. I don't know. All right. He has a new theme song, Bray Wyatt. Wyatt is standing in the middle of the ring. The lights are low. The trans chant, welcome back. He says he's incredibly grateful and really, really nervous to be here. He never thought this would happen. Wyatt said, this is just him. A version of him he never got to introduce to the fans before, just him being him, genuinely himself for the first time. Uh, the fans pop huge for that that line. Wyatt just wants to share how this past year of his life he lost a lot of things. He lost, he lost his career, his self confidence, two people who were very very close with him. Wyatt is a bit emotional and his voice is shaky, almost cracking. He says he almost also lost his way and got to a point where he thought everything in WWE was all meaningless. Nothing he ever did has mattered to anyone, and he was wrong. He was wrong. Can you hear me, Josh?
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Okay. Wyatt says once he was done feeling sorry for himself, he decided to go into the world again and see people everywhere. They said, thank you. When are you coming back home? And every once in a while, it would be someone he met who was truly remarkable. And you know who you are. He said these people come to him and say, Bray, I just want to thank you, man, because I was in a time of need and I lost people that were close to me and I lost my self-confidence and I felt weak and I felt vulnerable. And in this wicked state, I found your words, Bray, and I just want to say thank you, man. You saved my life, Bray. Wyatt says the truth is that he doesn't think about things like this. Wyatt says one thing about this is he can sit right here now today. And look everyone in the eyes and say when they were there when he was weak, vulnerable, and run down. So he just wanted to say thank you. You all saved my life again. Wyatt says fans wouldn't leave him alone every time he tried to get away and hide. They found him. They're the reason. The Wyatt Moth logo suddenly appears on the big screen. The one we saw after Extreme Rules. Um, the Wyatt face mask reported to be called Uncle, Howie- Uncle Howdy. Of some kind. I don't know. I don't know. Hear me out. That is a rumor. It's a rumor. It's not true, Josh. Not true. Um, With the distorted voice from Extreme Rules and Raw, the Max character tells Wyatt to come with him. Your life is done. Forget the future. Forget the past. Life is over. He says, you have no idea who you are dealing with. Oh, but you will. He laughs and he repeats the line. Oh, but you will. The Wyatt Moff logo appears and SmackDown goes off the air. This was the best entire thing on SmackDown all fucking year, by far. Um, As I said earlier on in in our Extreme Rules review, um, Bray Wyatt has been booked so much better since he's coming back and um, I think Bray Wyatt will be a fixture on SmackDown and on WWE programming because he's not only fighting himself but he's also fighting his other demons that he took two years off of his life to try to get rid of. And now he has a chance to get rid of them once and for all. And we need to figure out this Max character um on SmackDown. Josh, what are your thoughts about this segment? Um pretty much this is the end of the Raw and SmackDown review for last week. So uh Josh give your final thoughts and we can wrap this show up. <clears throat>
1: Sure. Um, When Bray Wyatt made his grand return at Extreme Rules, that is what Mm -hmm. I'll call it, grand return, yes. Mm -hmm. When he walked through that door on the stage, Mm -hmm. that reminded me of when The Undertaker returned by, by kicking by kicking down the coffin at Survivor Series 2005, you remember mm. that when yes. Randy Orton and I think Team Raw was in the ring, and then Undertaker Smackdown. came back and he was like, "What? Smackdown. what? Team SmackDown." Okay, Smack. Okay, SmackDown. And then yeah, like what? He's back! I thought I killed him. What? You remember? Yeah,
0: that, like, and he killed year. the entire SmackDown fucking roster except Randy Orton. He mm. killed William Regal, he killed Paul Burchill, he killed fucking everybody. <laughs> fuck you. Like fuck the entire SmackDown roster. I own this goddamn roster. Motherfuckers. <laughs> well, that, well, anyway,
1: anyway, go ahead, Josh. Yeah, uh my my point is, what when I saw Bray Wyatt walk through that door on the stage, I had a I had the visual of the Undertaker kicking down the coffin door thing, um, crate thing. Uh, on the on on the stage for his return at Survivor Series two thousand and five. So I like the um, l- I like the uh, reference there, so to speak. Like like it's it's not the exact same thing, but it's a, it's a similar enough thing for me to go ah I I I get it I get it you know. Um, now I'll say this about Clay Wyatt, and then and then I'm I'm done. Okay. I never, ever want to see The Fiend again. That needs to die. That needs to be dead. That needs to not come back in this return at all. Like like you say, he's battling his demons. Well, if that means The Fiend is going to return to try and corrupt him again, then fuck off. No, The Fiend needs to die. The Fiend never should have been The Fiend to begin with. So, yeah, um, I'm hoping this is just Bray Wyatt now, the Wyatt family version or, or like a new sort of style of that at the very least. I'm hoping that this is Bray being Bray and we go back to how it was back in 2013, 14, when Bray was actually credible. I want that. I want the Bray before he lost to fucking John Cena at WrestleMania (laughs) 30. That yeah, he got buried. No, 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 no. You say buried, I say that killed him. Fucking killed him. Right, Bray Wyatt has never ever been the same since that fucking loss. Fuck you, Cena. Like fucking hell. Oh my god, that is worse than the fucking Nexus in 2010 at SummerSlam. And if anybody dis disagrees with me, you can eat my shit. I will personally send my shit in the post to wo- to wherever you live, and you can eat it We're for not- your fucking breakfast. We get
0: it. We'll get it. We get it. We get it.
1: <laughs> anyway, yeah, you ain't,
0: you ain't gotta be. You don't gotta be too descriptive. You don't gotta be too descriptive.
1: <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, look. Bray Wyatt needs to be Bray Wyatt and he needs to fucking win, win, win. When he loses, it has to mean something and it has to mean something for the opponent. Like when The Undertaker lost his streak to Brock Lesnar of all fucking people. Like what the fuck did that do to Brock? All that time put into this streak to make it the most epic thing of all things. And they give it away to someone who is already more credible than 99% of the fucking roster there at that point in time. Like, the win did fuck all for Brock Lesnar. Like, that... Like, it's 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 the same thing with John Cena against Bray Wyatt. Like, that right. win did fuck all but kill everything that Bray Wyatt was. And now, here we are. If my maths are correct, about eight and a half years later, and this is the fucking situation that we're in because of that one fucking night of of wrestling, and here we are now. So my and this could have all been
0: avoided.
1: Yeah, I never want to see the fiend again because the fiend. I I don't even want to get into it right right now. Fucking terrible. Uh, anyway, that was SmackDown. Uh, Bray's back good, but only if he gets used the way he's supposed to. Otherwise, bad. So, Triple
0: H. I don't know. Well, everybody, that was Josh's opinion about um The Fiend. Obviously, he doesn't like The Fiend. But uh, Obviously. we are going to fiend. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're going to fiend on in... Yeah, I, pardon the pun. We're gonna go ahead and end this show. Um, thanks to Josh for this incredible um, review of both Raw and SmackDown. Um, this is this is his makeup for not being on Extreme Rules. The review of it. Um, look out for next next time another extra. I will review Dynamite and Rampage um, this pat this upcoming week. So um, look out for that. Also, um, I don't know if we're doing Crown Jewel as a our next pay-per-view down the line, but we will let you all know. Until that time, for Josh Jenkins, I've been Charles. So long, everybody. See you all next time on Wrestling Logic Extra.
1: Cool. I will end this now. I'm Wesley Putney.